Welcome to Relationships as Spiritual Practice, building a bridge between the secular and spiritual, with your host, Lachelle Lowe Chardet, founder of Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and Wiseheart PDX. In this first episode, Lachelle will share the premise for this new podcast, along with some of her personal journey and background in spirituality. Thank you for being with me here today. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you regarding relationships as spiritual practice. I know I was born to do this work, to explore this area, to lead myself and others into mastery about being in relationship and living from our values in that relationship. Being able to trust yourself, to live your values moment by moment in the most mundane of moments and you're interacting with a friend, with a partner, with a store clerk, that there's a you that's present there. There's a you that's grounded in what you care about most. I'm extremely passionate about that about taking spiritual practice out of the realm of some idea of a standard you should live up to or a set of practices or rituals that become empty for you or a way of viewing life that keeps you stuck, a set of belief systems or dogma that keeps you stuck. Oh, I'm so not interested in that. I'm interested in a live practice, a practice that's alive with what you deeply care about and know in your heart and in every cell in your body that serves life, that helps the life in you and the life in others to flourish. This, for me, is spiritual practice the actual experience of living an alive, awake, engaged life. Particularly in the realm of how you relate to yourself, your own experience, and how you relate to other living beings. Of course, there's not much more than that. That kind of covers a human life. And at the same time, we can get really specific, which we'll do episode by episode, honing in on specifics in this realm of living your spiritual practice as a form of relating, living it in your relationships. Similar, perhaps, to how the connection gems are in which we're going topic by topic, but for this podcast, really narrowing our focus with this headline. Relationships is spiritual practice, building a bridge between the secular and the spiritual. Hmm. It sounds funny even to say building a bridge between the secular and the spiritual, as though those things were two islands living apart. Of course, I'm just referring to this metaphorically, how they might live in our consciousness and 
wanting them to live in an integrated way, having a vision for an integrated life. Yeah, an integrated life in which we are wholly connected to various parts of ourselves, rather than compartmentalizing. Oh, this is my work life, this is my play life. Having a sense of integration that life flows. This is different from setting boundaries. I'm not equating life-serving boundaries with compartmentalization. Compartmentalization is more like you're cut off from yourself in certain realms. When you enter one realm, you cut off from other parts of yourself. An involuntary act born from conditioning. Mm. Not life-serving. Boundaries, on the other hand, life-serving boundaries, as we talk about in Mindful Compassionate Dialogue, are choices we make to engage with skill and wisdom that you share something about yourself in one context because it's skillful to do so recognizing that you don't share certain parts of yourself in a particular context, but those parts are still cared for, they're still alive in you, you're still connected to them. That's the skill and the wisdom of life-serving boundaries. Secular and spiritual. In using those words secular, let's start with secular. I'm wanting to identify an inclusiveness. I'm wanting to include our mundane life that we might not normally call spiritual. Brushing your teeth or cleaning your house. Or, and I don't want to be abstract about that. I know sometimes in various religions, we can be abstract and say, oh, everything is praising God, or everything is living your Buddha nature. Eh, yes, sure, I like it. And I want to be specific about that. I want to be practical about that, not just say it. And when I say the word spiritual, I'm really talking about this felt sense of living from what supports life. A place in which beliefs are not something we're taught or that's drilled into us or conditioned into us, but rather beliefs are functional. If I believe the universe is made from love, that the substrate of the universe is loving, wow, really supports my life. It really supports my existence day to day. It's a practical belief. So for me, it's not so much about the content, what you believe about how the universe is formed, how we relate to something greater, what invisible forces exist or don't exist. What's important to me is that you find the words or the images or the explanations that inspire you to live bigger, 
to become bigger than what you are in this moment, to expand, to live the truth of your expansive nature, which then contributes to your ability to serve life, to care for, to deeply respect life. For me, that's what spiritual is. And of course, we're all coming with our own biases. It's not 100% choice as much as we might like it to be. We have hidden biases everywhere in our being that we're trying to become conscious about. For me, I have biases formed from growing up in Christian environment, going to Catholic schools, baptized in Episcopal church, going to Methodist churches, being exposed to alternative things as well growing up. Edgar Cayce, The Sleeping Prophet, Don Juan, and Carlos Castaneda books. My father exposed me to a lot of different ways of seeing the world and viewing life. So I have myriad, myriad influences. Very young, I read a classic book on the Buddha called Siddhartha Gautama by Herman Hesse. And later in my adult life, followed up in the Zen Buddhist path and with Vipassana. And I've done close to 100 meditation retreats, either Zen or Vipassana many hours of mind training, attempting to hold my mind on the breath or some aspect of truth, attempting to see through my own conditioning so that when I see another person, I'm better able to see them for who they are rather than who I might project them to be based on my own biases. And I come from conditioning around being a trainer, which means doing diversity training and looking at my biases as a white person in America, awakening to the prejudice that have been, has been conditioned into me. Going through universities with formal education, lots and lots of training and education. I'm coming from all that. Coming from a family where mental illness was very common. Being exposed at an early age to the many different faces of mental illness, struggling with my own suicidal ideation as a teen, and then as someone in their 20s, self-harm and depression, understanding those aspects of mental illness from the inside out, doing many years of my own therapeutic work and one-on-one -on -one therapy and in group settings, coming to you from all this background, and probably most centrally for me, an unending drive to transform and become more clear and to embody love.
from my earliest, earliest memory as a little one who could just barely see over the top of that screen door where it was divided out into the luscious green in the home I lived in at the time when I was two or three, remembering that dedication in myself, that inspiration to become more, to see through the veil. Mm -hmm. It reminds me when I say veil that I've also worked with a friend, Mark Silver, Silver, who's a Sufi teacher, runs the Heart of Business. And so Sufi teachings have had a big impact on me. I've had the opportunity to be with the Jesuit community a fair amount, and that has had an impact. So those are my influences. And of course, my own formal training as a psychologist and as a trainer, certified trainer in nonviolent communication, and a variety of modalities in the past of personal growth models, Enneagram, character theory, on and on. The list is long. So I'm bringing all this to our conversation. I'm bringing my own articulation of a system called Mindful Compassionate Dialogue that you might already be familiar with, in which I hope to transmit to the world this hope and confidence and clarity that we can be masters of relating to ourselves and others, that there is a way forward for prioritizing, being skillful and kind and loving and mastering the reactivity in, that arises in us because we're human, because we live in a body that's inevitable, but not being a slave to it, to being able to work skillfully with it and living from a place in which our relationships become sacred ground that we enter into with reverence and care and smiles and laughter and a willingness to be with the pain that's there as well and the grief. A place where we honor the heart in us and the heart in another. And that's my aspiration for this podcast. I hope you'll join me as we go forward and that you will send your questions and your comments and that we can have a sort of exchange and we can involve this work together. Thank you, thank you for being in this work with me. Radiating love from my heart to yours. You can find free resources and information about Wise Heart's live offerings and self-paced workshops online at www.wiseheartpdx.org. You can also connect with Wise Heart on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or by emailing info at wiseheartpdx.org.